0: Still there? Did I lose you? Mayday! Mayday! The podcast is going down. Oh boy, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, it's Katherine Kogert, Hi. Rear Admiral of the Doom to Fail podcast.
1: Hi! But,
0: um, it's ahoy. Ahoy is the thing you say. <laughs> you stepped on my
1: line. Me. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. How are you doing today, Tim? Me? Yeah. I'm doing rather, uh, rather well. Oh, good! Uh,
0: yeah. You know, it took me a little while to get here, but, uh, you know, I've gotten here. Uh, I uh, flew across the country and bore my arms tired, and... uh And I'm really hungry also, um, which is not part of the joke. It's just true. (laughs) And uh, things are good. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to this great podcast about this week. Our topic for the week is the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration.
1: Oceanographic?
0: Oceanic. I'm sorry. Oceanic.
1: Whoa. And I I was like, I am totally going to mess up the name of this organization because it is all big words.
0: This is like the time that we said that uh, BART stands for Bay Area Regional Traffic. Traffic. But This is like the time we said that BART stands for Bay Area Regional Transit and it stands for BART. I don't even like this joke anymore. <laughs> Let's move on.
1: Okay. So what did you have for breakfast today?
0: Goodness. Uh, oats for your health. <laughs> um,
1: That's right. So- You're part horse now. I forgot that.
0: Yeah, yeah, really, I just get the bag, I strap it right on my face. Right. And then I get in the car and drive to work. It's great. <laughs> I mean, once my horse transition is complete, I'll probably canter to work.
1: Right? right. Well, I mean, it's better for your health.
0: The National Oceanographic, Oceanic, and Atmospheric Administration. second award, time.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, third yep. strike, and you're not allowed to talk about them anymore.
0: Oh, no, how are we going to get through the full half hour?
1: <laughs> so...
0: So, Catherine, uh, so the, the Noah, uh, which is probably the safest way to refer to it for the rest of this podcast. Yeah. Is responsible for the oceans, uh, the atmosphere, the sun and the moon. And, Wait, they're uh, responsible you know, the for all them? They created
1: them like God above?
0: Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is why we worship them.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. So much more makes sense now.
0: <laughs> so, this was a Catherine topic. I'm curious uh, what is your relationship with Noah?
1: Okay. Okay, here's the Mm -hmm. thing. Here's the Mm -hmm. thing, Tim. Tell me the thing. So, there is a NOAA at Sandpoint Magnuson Park, a branch of NOAA. Um, Sure. And they used to have, like, cool little windmills out, and they were really beautiful, actually. These, like... Mm -hmm. I don't know what you would use. I don't understand a lot about meteorology. Um, It's maybe my greatest flaw. Um, Yeah,
0: I'd say so. (laughs) It's usually what I tell people.
1: But... So, I don't understand what... The, but they were, like, functional, but they were also very pretty. Like, functional for, I guess, weather experiments. I guess it would be wind mm. speeds or something. but Yeah. Currents, maybe? Well, I don't know. I,
0: um, I think wind is a current of air. Yeah, air currents. Don't you? Wouldn't you say?
1: Um. So, they were, like, really pretty, and it was part of, like, the Sandpoint Magnuson Park, and you could walk amongst them. Um, mm. But recently, they fenced them off right
0: Wow. really
1: yeah and the last time i was there i was kayaking on the nearby lake which lake is that lake washington Uh, i think uh, um the
0: big one i feel like you should know the name of that lake
1: it's either the union or washington i don't know which one but i'm pretty sure the big one is washington Washington.
0: the small one is union
1: okay uh
0: (laughs) 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 i just they're just i don't know they seem easily teleportable but you know what i'm not there i'm not a part of your world i don't know
1: they're, they're connected by this little... Anyway, I don't want to get into <laughs> the geography of the Seattle area for the millionth time. Um,
0: so... Go on. <laughs> so you couldn't you couldn't get into the you couldn't walk amongst the giants couldn't walk amongst the giants and experience the, the I was air currents like current. what
1: gives and I was kayaking mm-hmm. outside the the Noah Branch and there was this really high pitched voice or not voice that would be even creepier just a high pitched <laughs> noise and they were doing some sort of experiment it was really strange and there was this really tall fence all around it and as we were leaving Sandpoint Magnuson Park. Um, There was a notice, like, at the entrance to Noah, which normal people can't drive through, obviously, because it's, like, Mm -hmm. it's an organization. They need their space. And I get that. But there's a notice, like, under the bridge that civilians, I guess, can't access that's, like, radioactive. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. So I don't know what gives. But, okay. So here's the thing. I don't think that Noah is doing crazy conspiracy experiments. I don't think that they're hiding anything important from the public or like.
0: Well, you know what? Earth That's what Noah's neighbors said when he public. was building that ark.
1: <laughs> but turns I mean out, just saying they're not doing a great something. job of putting on a face of not doing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's their prerogative. They're a large governmental organization. They do what they want.
1: I guess so. I mean, I just, it's not great PR. They're not great with the PR.
0: Okay, so, uh, to sum up, the the strikes against Noah are fence around the cool wind things, and uh, radioactivity that is semi-hidden from the public?
1: I would say it's outright hidden from the public, but I just, I don't oh. think that they're doing anything that interesting.
0: It's <laughs> under the bridge, <laughs> so though. So it doesn't
1: matter if it's hidden. Okay. <laughs> I guess, I mean, so there are a lot of conspiracy theories that involve NOAA. And I'm just saying NOAA isn't doing a lot to, like, make me think that they're not hiding crazy conspiracies.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, most most organizations hire, like, a whole couple of people. Like, a small department based around, we are not a conspiracy group. <laughs> My company does.
1: I just think they should devote more resources to it.
0: <laughs>
1: I realize Wait, budget so- cuts, but still.
0: I am curious, what conspiracies swirl around, Noah?
1: Um, alien abduction is a really big one. Sorry, the what? The alien abduction.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: what? Just various <laughs> alien abductions. They're a good go-to people to, like, play hiding like Noah, aliens. Of all and, like, they, like, if there's going to be some people who are looking for aliens and, like, have found them, it'll be Noah, right? Because oh, no, it's the FBI. Say, they Did just see the X-Files? They, like, for every... For every weather balloon, in quotes, that someone finds, and again, I don't think that they have aliens, but I'm just saying, if they did, if I... there were weather balloons that weren't actually weather balloons, it would be easy for Noah to falsify its records and say, oh, that was a weather balloon that we sent up.
0: Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I mean, fair point. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm a little... I, I'm, I'm so entrenched in... Uh, I don't know. Groups that use radioactivity for science followed by a series of uh labels on everything. Um, you know, uh, this bridge may contain uh substances known to the state of California to cause cancer cancer, um, that sort of thing. it does not seem odd to me at all to just see a thing that says radioactivity this way.
1: No, it was like there was just know. radioactivity under the bridge. That's what the signs right. say.
0: It's controlled by a beam.
1: (laughs) It was just, it's just weird. That's all I'm saying. Mm. It's just weird. And if I were Noah, I would do more to be less weird.
0: Uh, No, keep Noah weird. That's that's my opinion on it. But Noah isn't, by
1: weird, I'm not talking about like fun donut shops and quirky farmer's markets. I'm talking about, you know, like making us think that they're maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know, and I don't think there's anything wrong. But I'm just saying, bad work at hiding get Noah, if there is something, oh, I, which I don't think there is.
0: I think both Austin and Portland, those municipalities are uh, probably also having their share of uh, alien abduction cover-ups, that sort of thing. Um, and we need to keep those weird, too. I don't know. I think I think weird is a big umbrella. and I mean, we, we should keep Noah and uh, the various hipster... Epicenters of our country, all under that umbrella, so that it doesn't rain normalcy down upon them.
1: I don't know. Noah's kind of the man, though. You know what I'm saying? Not like yeah. the man, like she's the man, but the man, like with Amanda Bynes, like, but that the man, man yeah, like, Bynes. like you know, like the the corporate man, but Bynes. not corporate government.
0: Hmm. Yeah, uh, which I guess is, is opposites on a different spectrum, but oddly the same in this spectrum, the Amanda Bynes to man spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, exactly well let's talk let's talk a little bit about noah is um so it was definitely it was it was founded uh by the ultimate the man richard nixon in
1: 1970 <laughs> and not in an a she's the man type of
0: man no not at all very <laughs> little amanda binds and richard nixon <laughs> they may be opposites Uh, And basically, it was was an agglomeration of a series of other things that uh, the country already had. And they just kind of put it all under one umbrella. And it's just stuff that, you know, people needed. Like, hey, uh, what's the country look like? Um, uh Uh-oh, looks like hurricane. That sort of stuff. And uh, they were just like, why don't we put this all under one big group? Which seems pretty innocuous, don't you think?
1: Exactly. No, I think that's why they're often co-opted into conspiracy theories, because... People are like, they seem so innocuous. Would't it be the perfect place to hide a crazy conspiracy?
0: Uh, I support this though. The, I mean, the more I've read about Noah, the more more interested I am. So hold they... up, hold up,
1: hold up, hold up. Tim. Yeah, Tim, go ahead. Tim, you go say ahead. that about go literally ahead. every topic. The more I read about X, the more interested I am in X. <laughs> like there is That's nothing true. that you have ever said to me that you're like, the more I read about this, the less interested I am. Oh, no, I take that sure back. there is point. one thing, and it's the Kardashians.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever read about the Kardashians, though. I'm not sure there is writing, of, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all on audio or TV form?
0: I, I think that's the idea, yeah. Did you hear that at.
1: they have... Okay, this is really important, so I'm going to derail you. Did you hear that there is a Kardashian Sim game?
0: Oh, yeah, wait, is this the one where it's, like, uh, Be Like Kim, that one? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 she, yeah, like, yeah. she comes like into your like store,
1: into <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and she like, to, like the I love your ladder. style. <laughs> I want to invite you to a photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and you get really famous,
0: That's <laughs> so Apparently amazing. Apparently it's not a bad game. You know, I should probably go download that. Uh, I'm going to do that, and we'll be right back in a moment on the Doom to Fail Podcast.
2: You are listening to NOAA Weather Radio, the voice of the National Weather Service. This is no weather. Under cloudy skies. Chance of rain, 70%. Moving north at 15 miles per hour. And now the extended forecast. Relative humidity, is 59%. At the higher elevation.
0: At the lower elevation. At the higher elevation. At the lower elevation. In South Lake College and Mainwood Solid. And
2: we're
0: back on the Dim to Fail podcast talking about Noah. Woohoo. Yes, Noah. Woo-hoo. So <laughs> uh Catherine, what is your favorite of the fundamental activities of noah you want multiple choice or do you just want to answer freestyle
2: multiple
1: choice please
0: assessing and predicting the changes of these systems oh, i'm sorry i really shouldn't have started reading out of order <laughs> they reference each other <gasps> Monitoring and observing Earth systems with instruments and data collection networks. Understanding and describing Earth systems through research and analysis of that data. Assessing and predicting the changes of these systems over time. Engaging, advising, and informing the public and partner organizations with important information. Or managing resources for the betterment of society, economy, and environment.
1: Whoa, managing resources for the betterment. That sounds crazy conspiracy. Don't you think just a little bit?
0: Well, here's what's really interesting about NOAA, I think. Okay. Uh, is that they are fundamentally a an earth science organization, yes, right? yes. So they they have extrapolated beyond the fourth grade science class that I took on how volcanoes work, and I actually don't think they study volcanoes, but they moved on to uh, the great fluids of the planet, the air and the ocean, and um, <laughs> they've tried to figure out, you know, what's going on. How can we predict? You know, I mean, it's it's like hardcore basic science. It's pretty cool. Uh, but they are the only government organization I can think of that starts with basic science. You know, it's just a bunch of nerds going out there with, you know, like, hey, uh, let's go on a boat and measure stuff, uh, and making Excel plots. And then they have legitimate ability to regulate. Um, so, uh, a friend of mine used to work as a fisheries, um, observer, which is basically you are paid by the government to go out on a boat and, Count the fish that the fishermen are bringing in, and making sure they don't go over quotas, and they don't actually, you know, get a bunch of dolphins or mermaids or sea turtles, um, that sort of thing. And basically, he said, "Oh, well, the fishermen hate Noah because they regulate them so much to, so, you know, keep the ecosystem alive." Right. Yeah. But but it's it's can you think of another organization in the government that specifically works from a basic science angle on one end and a regulatory angle on the other end? All the other science. Groups that I can think of for the government are defense-based or Department of Energy, which is, you know, like, well, how can we discover better, you know, whatever, better fuels or better solar or something? And those don't immediately turn into how do we set rules about the way the economy should run.
1: Wait, isn't that like exactly what the EPA does?
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, I guess the EPA is another good example. Mm -hmm. Still, I admire these organizations
1: true i don't
0: know yeah no they're helping us they're helping us be better towards our environment yes and they're doing it with hard science and it's very exciting
1: a slashed budget
0: (laughs) yep poor guys okay so can you name the seven branches of the u.s uniformed services
1: no i can't
0: okay air force army coast guard marine corps navy all right, all pretty standard, right? Yeah. And then there's also the United States Public Health Service and the NOAA Corps, which I just love. <laughs> They're uniformed servicemen.
1: That sounds like a comic book thing. Yeah. Isn't it exciting? Yeah, it's pretty exciting, Tim, I admit. Even I admit.
0: Yeah, I want to be I mean, so this this is so I've always I've I visited a lot of countries that have mandatory military service and I don't, I don't really dig on that, um, just because, ah, military service, uh, come on. I mean, it's inherently a downer, um, but I have always kind of thought in the back of my head, you know, mandatory service wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for 18-year-olds. Just, you know, go out, serve the country somehow, uh, just, I don't know, because it gives them something to do, they get to see the country, you know, I don't know, and do, do good work that we couldn't pay, you know, 30-year-olds to do, so it always seems plausible. I think if they were to make the uh, the NOAA Corps mandatory, that might be really good for the country. We'd all get to go out on boats and fly planes and take measurements and do science.
1: <laughs> I feel like only an engineer would have that idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, imagine, imagine imagine a country where we all spent oh, I don't know, two years uh, when we were eighteen doing science around the country and learning about the you know the Earth and and its bounty. Mm. It just feels so, it's it's so up with people.
1: The artists would have a hissy fit.
0: Well, they don't have to, no, they wouldn't get to appreciate the beauty. Listen, some people have to, you know, it, it's not all just points and graphs and stuff. There's a lot of like, just like, well, you got to go, I don't know. Be a human uh, historian. Scoop up this water. Be a historian, did you Be say? Be a
1: human historian.
0: Yeah. Seems fair.
1: Yeah know i know what you're saying i don't know um uh, hmm.
0: in, in fact there is a boat uh currently uh traveling the atlantic the oceanos explorer uh for noah and they'll be doing so until october 7th of so this year. get your tickets um, now yeah get your tickets they're live streaming a lot of their uh a lot of their work which is really cool there'll be a link on the post for this episode but uh part of their staff includes a photographer and producer so i'm just saying there's room for a lot of cool stuff to be done by people who don't necessarily want to work in Excel.
1: Okay. How about this? How about the single Tim? Would you like, let's probably realistically 90%. Would you like realistically 90% of your NOAA core to be 18 year olds?
0: Well, the thing about NOAA Corps, is they're all commissioned officers. Um, so generally you have a degree of some kind to do it, which probably makes sense because there's a lot of science and engineering going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that you necessarily want, but we we could expand the mission of NOAA Corps maybe <laughs> more uh you know just cutting trail more me, more menial labor. there's a lot of menial labor that's got to get done these days, hmm. so they I would think be... our nation's eighteen year olds are the ones to do it
1: so they would be like the janitors for the NOAA Corps
0: yeah hmm. uh no, well, some of them, they would have janitorial duty, I think, but you'd also allow them to do things like uh you know go on deep water dives and stuff and uh you know hike mountains and uh I don't know. What do other people do what do people like catherine well we'll we'll put some of that in there
1: painting
0: no one <laughs> likes painting that's a mess I don't
1: know I think some people like painting I mean I've never met someone who liked painting, but I think people okay, do okay well i
0: don't, i don't I don't see any reason we can't have painting apprentices you know artistic apprentices to help document all of the great work I mean you know honestly the more I talk about it the more I'm convinced it's correct because uh, how better to engender patriotism? I've never been a terribly patriotic person, but it's because I've never seen the country up close, shoulder to shoulder with uh, my peers, you know, painting and documenting and having a series of films and videos about this great country and this great ocean and this great air.
1: Wait, so the country is part of... The ocean is part of the country?
0: Some of it. Hmm. <laughs> Portions of the ocean. <laughs>
1: um... I don't know. I guess so.
0: Sure. Yeah. Either way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So I, I got the thinking. That's probably
1: the best you'll get for me. So go
0: on. <laughs> that's fine. Um, luckily, no one is listening to me about this idea. So whatever. Um, no. So, but what I was like was like, wait. I don't think I understand why this exists as a uniformed service rank. Like basically, what these people do. Not everyone who is in, who works for NOAA is in the NOAA Corps. Right. So basically what they do is they operate ships, they do project management, they conduct diving operations. Um, It's a lot of the same stuff. So I was like, well, okay, why do they have to be... You know, I don't get it. What what is the difference between someone who is a uniformed service member and someone who just does government work? Um, And it, it turns out that the designation as a uniform service member comes from previous uh, incarnations going all the way back to the civil war of you know this group that basically does surveys and checks out the coast and whatever um gives you information and they had to make them service members because otherwise if they were captured they could be executed as civilian spies and so who's important they be designated as like combatants in some way because that way they have to follow the you know the rules of war or whatever it is
1: oh that's interesting
0: that continues to be the reason that they are Uniformed Service members for the United States. Is so that they can't be spies. I getcha. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, that is crazy.
0: Uh, also, just in, in further support of my uh, my progressive take on, on what Corps could be, uh, yeah. they were the first Uniformed Service to uh, recruit women on the same basis as men, which makes a lot of sense because you were doing science and not killing people with brute strength. So... Let's hear it for science?
1: I mean, I think that's that's true of, like, the entire government now.
0: That they recruit on the same basis?
1: No, no, no. I'm saying that you are, like, your the skills you're doing don't really rely on brute strength so much anymore.
0: That's true. We have those exoskeletons now.
1: Yeah, now that we have drones. <laughs> and I mean, even so, like, like gun, guns don't require, like, any extra man strength, like, Women can just as I don't be strong enough to operate disagree. guns, and it's not like there's <laughs> a lot of hand-to-hand combat.
0: Oh yeah, brutal. I would rather do hand-to-hand, uh, you know, hand-to-beaker, hand-to.
1: Hand-to-beaker combat.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to you have to fight that glassware.
1: <laughs> and whatever's in the glassware.
0: Oh, could be anything. Could be flubber. You can't fight flubber <laughs> you with can't force.
1: Fight flubber. If you I learned anything from that fight, movie, flubber. it's that you can't fight, you can't fight, flubber.
0: Yeah, flight or fight flubber. <laughs> We're doing our vocal warm-ups now. Uh, Twenty minutes into the podcast. <laughs> fight or flight, flubber. Fight or fight
1: flight, fight or, flubber. Flubber. or flight,
0: flubber. <laughs> All right, nailed it. So, uh, why don't we come back in just a moment on the Doom to fail podcast? Mostly cloudy. Conditions at 8 p.m. Conditions at
2: 8 p.m. PM. Crew on dry air will work into the region on Tuesday. Richland, Bertham, Manhattan, Juneau, Marquette, Washair, Winnebago, L.U.M., Manitowoc, Sorg, Columbia, Green Lake, Montaleg, Sheboygan, Dodge, Washington, Ozarkie, Iowa,
0: And we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast, talking about NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Did I get it right? Yes. Yes. Excellent. The podcast continues for a third segment. (laughs) So... Uh, have we talked at all about weather band radio before?
1: Weather, is that just AM radio?
0: No, 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 no. Weather band is, is much better than AM radio. Oh boy, here worse. we go. <laughs> so sometimes if you buy a radio, it will say that it does AM, FM, and weather band. And, um, what that really means is that, uh, so when you tune your FM radio, you can go from, uh, what, what's the lowest you can go on FM? Like 88.5?
1: 87.1 or something?
0: Yeah, okay, something like that. And then it goes up to, uh, I don't know, what, like 107, 108? That sounds easily. right, yeah. So WeatherBand does broadcast on FM, but it's a much higher reserved uh, frequency band. Um, there's actually seven different frequencies, but they're all around 162. Um, and this is part of the channels reserved for the, by the U.S. government for just general public service broadcasts. Which is interesting in and of itself. But, I mean, it's questionably interesting in and of itself. But, uh, so that's what it means. When a radio says it can get weather banned, it means also I tune to these super high frequencies. Um, but, so what weather band is, is uh, twice an hour, someone who works at the National Weather Service, a, a department of NOAA, um, will basically write up a current conditions and, uh, something of a forecast and they actually call these products, which is weird, but whatever. <laughs> um, and it usually looks like it's in all caps and sort of hard to read. And it says something like, uh, severe thunderstorms likely across much of Arkansas today, a storm system will approach Arkansas from the West, dot, dot, dot bringing numerous showers and thunderstorms to the state as it moves through severe weather, you know, and it goes on from there. Um, so then, in back in the day, what they used to do is they would just read this uh, aloud into a microphone and then set up like a loop of the broadcast. So you would just tune in, you'd hear some you know, weather scientist uh, reading something off. But what they've been trying to do over the years is make it so that every single region of the United States uh, can receive a NOAA weather broadcast. So... It's usually just from the local branch, so your radioactive NOAA uh, 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 office probably also broadcasts NOAA radio, and uh, they've gotten to so many that they just can't really keep up, and so instead they have machines read it. <laughs> and here's here's what I love about the machines. So the first robot was called. Uh, so so normally what they do this thing called um, concatenative synthesis. So you'll have someone read a lot of syllables, and then they'll have the machine... they have the computer try to string together all the syllables mm-hmm. uh, so that it sort of sounds like a person's talking. It's not perfect, but it's pretty close so long as the voice actor modulates their voice really evenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of place names and specialty terms used in weather forecasting, and so they really couldn't do it. They were like, ah, there's just going to be way too, much di- made too many different options. So they basically created a- an algorithm that will just guess at how to pronounce something based on how it's spelled which is not really a recipe for success but they ironically called the robot that they built to do this perfect paul who really quickly gained the name imperfect paul and here's what i really like is that seattle and a few other towns uh for some reason use a lower tone version so it's like the same thing but he just produces slightly lower uh (laughs) and they call that one (laughs) harry So then they made some improvements, and they had a man and a woman. They call it Craig and Donna. But then they made Craig a lot better, and so they called that Tom. And Tom is so good, they basically use him all the time. But I guess it uses a lot of computing power. So sometimes they have Donna read things, and then sometimes when it's really bad, they go all the way back to Paul, and Paul reads things. And it just starts to feel like, like a really hard-to-manage HR office all of a sudden. <laughs> it's all over the place. So the point is that this just sounds... I, I, It sounds like this just amazing monotone drone. And I'm I'm just going to play you a clip of it right now. Uh, So this is pretty typical.
2: The National Weather Service in Dodge City has issued a tornado warning for Kiowa County in South Central Kansas until 10 p.m. Central Daylight Time. At 9.17 p.m. Central Daylight Time National Weather Service meteorologists were tracking a confirmed large and extremely dangerous tornado 14 miles south of Greensburg, or 11 miles northwest of Wilmore moving northeast at 25 miles an hour. Locations impacted include Greensburg and rural residences of eastern Kiowa County. This includes Highway 54 between mile markers 105 and 115. This storm has a history of producing tornadoes causing damage. The safest place to be during a tornado is in a basement. If in a mobile home evacuate to a substantial structure, get under a workbench or other piece of sturdy furniture. If no basement is available, seek shelter on the lowest floor of the building in an interior hallway or room such as a closet. Use blankets or pillows to cover your body and always stay away from windows. This is an extremely dangerous and life-threatening situation. A large tornado has been confirmed if you are in the path of this destructive tornado, take cover immediately in a basement or other underground shelter, and get under something strange.
0: So you can hear that it's it's just this, like, real drone, and I find something very soothing about that. What did you think?
1: I don't know. It immediately put me on, like, oh, no, there's a weather emergency.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. So you were feeling, uh...
1: Yeah, it put me on edge. You,
0: well, that particular one did start with, uh, this is an alert.
1: Yeah. Maybe that has a something time, to do with it. they're just reading the weather, though.
0: <laughs> Sometimes it's just kind of like, you know, light winds coming in from the west at two miles per hour.
1: Yeah, then it's kind of like uh movie phone.
0: <laughs> it is a little like movie phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I had a friend who used to go to sleep to this, and I can totally see it. I mean, not if there's a, a extreme alert. Which, which, side note here, this is really cool. So any, um, not necessarily any radio, but a lot of radios that are programmed to use WeatherBand have this feature built into them that says, if WeatherBand broadcasts a uh, 1050 hertz tone for 10 seconds, then the radio is supposed to turn itself on and start broadcasting WeatherBand. So that in case of extreme emergency, WeatherBand can force your radio to turn on.
1: Oh, that's creepy. That's
0: yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, if it's unplugged, it's not going to work. But I think if your radio has, like, a standby mode or something, it'll be there.
1: Interesting. So is that the same thing that when there's, like, a flood emergency nearby, it goes to my phone? Is it the same service?
0: Yeah, I think it might be. There's actually... So the um the whole, like, force your radio on thing is actually an older technology. They moved to something different. I forget what it is now. But, yeah, it uses digital, Um, and it's definitely related to... uh. The same thing for yeah like a flood emergency or you know an amber alert or that sort of thing
1: Hmm.
0: yeah i think it's um eh, it's at least a little different but it's 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 the same basic idea i was actually thinking about that i have an app um that alerts me to earthquakes which is sort of silly because generally as soon as the usgs knows about an earthquake uh you also know about the earthquake because the house is shaking that you're (laughs) in
1: Wasn't there... I heard that there's some technology in the works to give a 30-second to minute warning before an earthquake. Really? Yeah.
0: Huh. Well, more good work by NOAA. Yeah. USGS is a part of NOAA, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, because I feel like NOAA gets the ocean and the atmosphere. What's up with the Earth? I I don't don't know know
1: if it was NOAA. It might have been USGS.
0: No, no. It's what I'm saying is USGS is a part of NOAA. Oh, yeah, it's a big group. Big, that is big, group.
1: big. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that, that is all I had to say about Band. I just love it so much. Um, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, just this, like, the soothing voice reading off what is generally very boring stuff. Um, and then I think even in Emergency, it's sort of nice... Th- so I was thinking about it, and, and this is weird, but... Even in an emergency, i it's almost nice to have this sort of endless machine going that just reads this off. Yeah. And just like, you know, I uh, i don't know. It's just nice having it in the background. It feels like someone is in control of this. There's some, some you know, c- command center somewhere that is handling there this There is stuff someone else out there. <laughs> yes. And also, on top of that, I mean, so there's a lot of stuff you could do if you go and uh, there's a lot of stuff you could find out if you go and ask somebody about it, right? Right. But WeatherBand is just going like it just says the things. You know, you don't need to call someone and find out. You, don't, you know, there's no need to uh, initiate a transaction. It's just it's fed to you, which is uh, yeah. Again, there's there's a there's a, um, uh, there's a continuousness to it that that I quite like, even though. You know, like a science fiction trope is that, like, well, it's the end of the world, but somehow this weather band plays on. I don't find it creepy.
1: It's it's eerie in, like, a poltergeisty sense. <laughs> in, like, mm. a TV turns on by itself kind of way. But, I mean, it's also really comforting because it gives you, like, oh, there's still civilization out there somewhere, even if it's not here.
0: Yes, and it's trying to give you information about how to be safe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's Very paternalism nice. when we need paternalism most.
0: <laughs> with regard to the weather. <laughs> and the economy? I don't know. I'm sure everyone agrees with that. But that's... Therein lies the dark side of Noah, I suppose. That and the radiation. We found it! <laughs> we did it! So what do you think? I don't know. I, I guess the face I've, I've come to give Noah at this point is just a bunch of dorky researchers uh, and bureaucrats. Which, are bureaucrats, bureaucrats aren't my favorite, but... Uh, you know, as far as government organizations go, a uh, thumbs up for me. It doesn't seem like a bunch of guys trying to hide anything.
1: I, I didn't say it was. I'm just saying not great I'm PR. Just... Mm.
0: So I guess that makes sense. Dorky people don't necessarily have great maybe, PR. Maybe. Maybe that's it. They're busy wearing their uh, and polo shirts. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Why do we blame NASA? Um, or DARPA? I feel, I feel like, like DARPA NASA's is being legitimately really, up to really upfront
1: about <laughs> we are sending stuff into space. <laughs> right, like they're really up front with their weirdness you think, And they're I feel showing like I... it off at every opportunity Because
0: mm-hmm. that's where they get their funding and Noah th- Noah's hiding behind a series of, you know, uh, national geodetic surveys And weather ban re- readings and, you know, fishery regulations
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the wolf among the sheep mm-hmm. That we're looking just out for Whereas NASA's just a big snarling wolf And it's just like, oh, that's a giant wolf, okay
0: yeah. Let's give that wolf some space and not fund it.
1: <laughs> Let's throw money at it.
0: <laughs> Maybe that'll make the wolf go away. <laughs> Do you want money? I have a little money. It's a very American I- approach. I can give you my transit card. <laughs> There's like 20 bucks on there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that wolf. We'll get that wolf someday.
1: Darn you, we'll wolf. We'll be a nation of
0: wolf riders.
1: Oh, that sounds fun.
0: Yeah, it does sound fun, doesn't it? (laughs) All right. Well, let's go tame some wolves and ride them. And uh, assuming that that works out um, not as horribly as it seems like it will, we'll be back next week. And uh, until then, that's Catherine Cogren over there.
1: Tim Dobbs right over here. Bye. Bye.
2: Hardly sunny. A chance of showers and thunderstorms in the morning. The wind was southwest. Friday and Friday night. And Saturday. Condition at 8 p.m. Broadcasting on a frequency of 162.55 megahertz. Moving on the 15 miles weather. A cold front pushing east through the Ohio Valley. Cooler and drier air will work into the region on Tuesday. In Saturday. Here are the 4 p.m. weather conditions. Westward, <laughs> southwest. Barometric pressure was 29.57 inches in falling.